Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I have to wear a lot of makeup for my day job, but when I'm off camera, I'm all about ease and simplicity. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. One of my go-tos is their brilliant eye brightener. It's ridiculously easy to put on and it gives my eyes the little perfect pop in seconds. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash off-camera. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash off-camera for 10% off your first order. So you're talking to someone that was very early on banned from Russia by Vladimir Putin. I was banned from Russia. Can I just say you are second podcast guest to be banned from Russia? How do I get on this list? Somebody got to cue me or do I cue myself? Cue yourself. Okay. Hey, everybody. We are back with another episode of Let's Talk Off Camera. So let's get talking. Albert and Jan. Wow. I hope you have your thinking caps on because we have to act smart today. I mean... It's intimidating. It's very intimidating. We have Senator Amy Klobuchar. Yes. United States Senator Amy Klobuchar. This is big for us. Very high IQ. High IQ. I'm getting my Barbara Walters voice ready. (laughs) Senator Klobuchar. If you were a tree. If you were a tree. If there were cameras on, you'd have the Barbara filter also. Senator Klobuchar. (laughs) What is it that you like to do in your spare time? <laughs> Have we ever analyzed that your barber voice is very similar to your Hannibal Lecter voice? <laughs> they are one and the same. How dare you for pointing that out to me? Senator Klobuchar, a census taker once tried to test me. And I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. See? They're the same voice. <laughs> You know, here's the thing. I am fascinated by Amy Klobuchar um, for myriad reasons. And this goes regardless of political affiliation. Women have to deal with so much bullshit Mm -hmm. in every facet of life. But when it comes to politics, take that and put it to the 100th power. Like they have to be tough, but not too tough. They have to look good, but not too good. They can't be emotional, but they can't be cold or they're too strong or not strong enough. Or what if she gets her period? Will she launch a nuclear weapon? (laughs) I mean, it's just the absolute crap that they crap. have to deal with. The do you think we'll too. ever see a female president? Like do the I? Yeah. In our lifetime? Yeah. I unfortunately do not. I know. Isn't that so scary? It's scary. It's sad. It's depressing. It's demoralizing. It's disheartening. Yeah. Um, and uh, why? Yeah. You Female. Know. Yeah. Yeah. It's that pesky thing. What's it called again? <laughs> a vagina. <laughs> okay. Um, is it time? She is ready. What? Oh my gosh, I'm very excited about this. For those of you listening at home, I left my makeup on and my false eyelashes because I wanted Senator Amy Klobuchar to think I didn't look like a monster. Um, I'm going to say this. My dad, who is extremely politically astute, and I believe that I get my um, passion for politics from him. He was a bus driver for 30 years. He retired for two weeks, could not stand being home with my mom, and started out as being like the head of the bus driver's union. He ran for president of the bus driver's union. He won that. And then he went into local politics, and he's the county clerk of Camden, New Jersey. He has been telling me for many, many years now, he's like, Senator Amy Klobuchar is the one to watch. And (laughs) I just want you to know, Joe Rippa. He is a tough cookie. 
He does not endorse lightly. <laughs> I believe that. And so we've been uh, Team Amy Klobuchar for a long time. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Listen to this. First woman elected to represent the state of Minnesota in the United <laughs> States. That's how I pronounce Minnesota. In the United States Senate. Since then, she's been working diligently to get things done. God, does she work hard. One thing she's got done and did it well was her new book, the ironically named Joy of Politics, <laughs> The Joy of Politics. Please welcome to the podcast, Senator Amy Klobuchar. Well, thank you, Kelly. It is great to be on. The name is funny, and it was actually announced the same day as Bernie's book. And my book is called The Joy of Politics. <laughs> And Bernie's book is called It's Okay to Be Angry at Capitalism. <laughs> that tracks. It. And so at the end of last year, when I was trying to get this bill done on the Afghan refugees with Lindsey Graham, and it was I was getting really mad, and Bernie kept, we are friends, coming up to me on the floor and saying, Where's the joy? <laughs> Where's all the joy in the politics that you're talking about? So I'll try to answer that today. I feel like Jan and Albert and Seth, who's here, and I all understand Bernie uh, a lot oh, yeah. <laughs> because we worked with Regis Philbin, who was oh, the God. original oh, Bernie. Bernie. Like, we get that, like, curmudgeonly uh, glass half empty and it's half empty with arsenic <laughs> sensibility, right? But, but well-meaning. Always well-meaning. Like there's not a bad bone there, but it's everything is come at from a side of complete and total darkness and turmoil. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the New York Times called you funny. I find when you are grilling somebody, um, I find it, absolutely hysterical. Like I will pause, replay, pause, replay, wait for Mark to come home and I'll be like, watch this. Do you use humor as a political uh, tool, a weapon? First of all, it's all relative, mm -hmm. you know, of how funny you are with another 99 senators. That, <laughs> right. You know, not everyone's funny. I find some of them very, I find some of them very okay. funny. <laughs> okay, they are in their own, uh -huh. sometimes unintentionally. All right. But the second thing is that I think humor sometimes dispels tension. It's like a good thing. And sometimes it's a very good weapon. I was thinking the first time in politics that I got to use it was when actually I was running for the DA job and it was this hotly contested uh, endorsement fight. And at 6 a.m. I got a phone call on our landline. That's what we had back then. <laughs> and it was this voice, this older woman. And she says, everyone in the Democratic Party at 6 a.m. on Memorial Day, <laughs> everyone in the Democratic Party knows that you Amy Klobuchar, have a live-in boyfriend. That's what I woke up to. And I said, I just thought for one second, and I go, ma'am, could you please keep your voice down? My husband is sleeping next to me, and I don't want him to know. Okay, true story. So I just... I think that sometimes if you can think of that thing, it just, she was speechless. I then hung up, of course. But then at public things, I just think, in fact, one time I actually passed a bill. Um, well, it was a sort of a resolution when Tammy Duckworth wanted to bring her baby on the floor. Mm -hmm. And they we had a rule. We'd only let a dog on the floor, not a baby. <laughs> and she was a 50-year-old veteran. You know, she had served her country, lost her legs uh, in a helicopter crash. And so I actually um, was trying to get all the old bulls to say it was okay once you had a baby for the first year, if you're, it's the middle of the night and she already had a toddler, then she could bring this baby on the floor. And they just kept stalling and stalling. And I felt like she kept getting more and more pregnant. Yes. Like I'd see it, I'd be like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so finally I went up to the old guys in a classified briefing, the senators, and I, I poked them on the back. Yeah and whispered really loudly, do you have a problem with breastfeeding? <laughs> is that what it is? And so that didn't work. And then Orrin Hatch said to a whole bunch of reporters, he said, it's okay you know, if we had one baby on the floor, but what if we have 10 babies on the floor? And then I said, we already have 10 babies on <laughs> yeah, the floor. Yeah, I'm looking at so, it. 
I finally got it done with humor. Yeah. So I made up this little Dr. Seuss thing and I, I said it to them on the floor and it worked. It was this. She's not going to change the diaper on the floor. She won't be breastfeeding by the door. She's not going to change the baby in the house. She'll be as quiet as a mouse. She won't burp the baby at work. Stop being such a jerk. <laughs> okay. So, and I passed it. And she rolled in that wheelchair of hers onto the floor with her little six-week baby, Miley Pearl, with a little green cap on to meet the Senate dress code. And Miley Pearl slept through the entire historic moment. <laughs> she was the first baby on the Senate floor in the history of the Senate. Thank God so, for you, Amy. Wow. It's very funny. I often think that there needs to be an anatomy class administered to the older gentlemen, and now some of the women in the House and the Senate, because I believe some of them don't know how babies are made or where <laughs> they come from or how it works at all. And so there's this genuine out of sight, out of mind mentality when it comes to mm -hmm. women working while also raising their families. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of young people now that seem to have adapted that same sensibility of women, for whatever reason, cannot work while being mothers. Or if they are working and raising their children, it is somehow impacting their ability to do their job. What do you think that is? Well, I think, first of all, you have proven them all wrong through your career. Thank you. Not just me. And um, I think that sometimes people just want to dismiss you and maybe it's a convenient excuse sometimes or they just have an image especially in the senate where you know we still have a overwhelming number of men we're up to about 25 percent women in the senate which doesn't really reflect the population mm -hmm. um and it's just very easy for people not to imagine um, that you're a senator. I remember when I first got there, I was on the um, elevator with my staffer, who weirdly was Jake Sullivan, who is now the president's national wow. security wow. advisor. He was much younger then right. and started his career working with me. And so we were on an elevator and the door opened and a male senator looked in and I'd been there three months. There's only a hundred of us. And he said, I'm sorry, this is a senator's only elevator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Jake pointed at me and said, she is a senator. Right. And then he looked stunned and embarrassed. And I looked at him and in that second, again, the humor, I said, and what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the point of it is that I think that's that image thing that they don't imagine it. And you are right. Like I first got involved in politics when I was kicked out of the hospital, when our daughter was very sick. And they had a rule back then that after you gave birth, you could only stay for 24 hours. And we didn't know what was wrong. They thought she had a tumor. She couldn't swallow. Everything came out her nose. And so I swore that day that, that I was going to change that because I'd had no sleep. They kicked me out. And this was before Bill Clinton did the effort. Yeah. And so I joined forces with some other moms and other legislators and testified for a 48-hour hospital stay for new moms and their babies. And that's when I learned what you were talking about. So I just kept using the word episiotomy. Yes. Well, use it as much as you can. <laughs> freak them out. Yeah. And I would go into detail about the birth. And everyone was so embarrassed that they're like, okay, fine, you can get your 48 hours. Just please go away. If any of your um, male coworkers had to have an episiotomy or be in labor, let's just say they had one moment of labor, one contraction, there would be mandatory one-year paid maternity leave, <laughs> paternity leave, it would be, they would be hospitalized for months oh. and months. I mean, just when I was in labor, Mark fainted and the amount of <laughs> nursing, he yes, he did. He, he really, uh, he's such, he's a very good man. I married a uh -huh. great man, but he yes, is, he in did. my opinion, too much of an empath. <laughs> like if I'm in pain, he's in pain and therefore he must. But then it becomes he's the one. Yeah, yes. I was like, maybe if pain. some of these nurses could help me out over here, the <laughs> yeah. one sort of wandering around in actual labor. When I, um, when I went into labor, my husband's very excited. We get to the hospital and it's in the middle of the night and all of a sudden, and I've got all these towels and all you yeah. can imagine. Yeah. And I'm waddling through and I see him and he's running down this long, long corridor. He is for sure 
a half block ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> and I yell, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing can happen without me. <laughs> and he turns back and yells, there might be paperwork. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. That's also, that's a good man. He's a really good dad. I'm saying that loud because he's upstairs. Oh, he's upstairs, yeah. Really good husband, really good dad. So, no, I, you know, it's so funny. Um, going back to your book, The Joy of Politics, which I enjoyed very much, but I've got to tell you, it doesn't seem that joyful. It seems like <laughs> exhausting. You've got to go through the pageantries, the roll calls, the, you name it. And I think to myself, oh my gosh, like... It, there's got to be a more efficient and expedient way to get this done. And then I realize it's because, what did you say, 25% of the Senate floor is women? If that yeah. was flipped on its head, this would be a much more streamlined, precision. That's right. Yeah, a lot more would get yeah. done. There seems to be a bigger premium put on fighting. Right. And so actually a Harvard study, yes. which I call the University of Minnesota the East, <laughs> A Harvard study showed that um, the women senators get more done. They work across party lines better, all this stuff. But the joy of politics actually is a bit about being a woman and defying the odds in the Senate. But what it's mostly about um, is, yes, there's setbacks all the time and bad things happen. But instead of lamenting the setbacks in life, we also have to rejoice in the comebacks. And I wrote the book at a time when the country is coming back from the pandemic, um, when people are coming out of their silos and seeing each other again, when we finally get this vaccine out, when we've got the economy starting to move forward, and when against all odds, we actually passed a bunch of bills. Mm -hmm. It was in the summer of last year, around this time when everyone accounted us out and we had a 50-50 Senate, and a whole bunch of them were bipartisan across the aisle, right? The bipartisan infrastructure bill, finally helping with broadband and high-speed internet, so you and I can do this podcast together, the work we did, initial work on gun safety, um, the fact that we are getting chips made in America, all of that was bipartisan, to be really clear. Yeah. And so it just gave me some heart that you can get things done and you do rejoice when you're an elected official and you get a veteran their benefits that some red tape has stopped them from getting or you're able to help someone complete an adoption um, that they've been waiting years to do. I mean, that is a joy that you can't really get in other way. Or my story of announcing that I had breast cancer and how I got through it and then getting numerous emails and texts and calls from people who then went out and finally got their mammogram because they were didn't do it during the pandemic. And then they get it, they find out they have cancer and now they're okay. That's the joy of politics. You're representing your constituents. You're getting things done. Was there a, a moment in your life because it, it felt like, and, and Albert and I would say, because we're both Italian, and so we would say, like, you had the malocchia on you, right? You got breast cancer. Your husband almost died from COVID. You lost yep. your father to mm -hmm. Alzheimer's. It was like this swirling thing. Yes. And we would, like, like, we would bring a priest to your house and be like, <laughs> okay, we need to come over here and do some Italian. Father Vito. Cousin. Father, Albert's cousin is a priest, mm -hmm. and Vito would come over, oh. and he would, like, take the malocchia <laughs> off you because somebody put a, the bad eye on you. That's a lie. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we, I, I was reading your book, and I'm like, wow, she went through a lot. We should have been there. <laughs> and it was at the end of the presidential yeah, campaign right. where all your hopes are up yeah. high, although I felt we ended it really well with some joy. But um, for me, there was this moment where Raphael Warnock, you know, mm -hmm. the senator from Georgia, mm -hmm. and he's a, he is a minister, right? So he and I were in his church because I went down there to do a field hearing on voting. And we were in his church, and there was a guest minister, actually. And she had this whole sermon, and I had just gone through radiation, and I was going to announce after I got the results, and I wanted to kind of explain the whole thing at once. And uh, we're sitting there and she gives this whole sermon called you start where you are mm. and it is at the end she reveals that she had much worse cancer than i ever had but it's about starting where you are not where you thought you were going to be not where you even wanted to be a year before you start where you are at that moment and so that's what i kept thinking to myself when these things would happen and john was really sick and it wasn't what we expected. And you just kind of go, okay, how am I going to deal with this in the moment? And through it all, you find these incredible gifts. 
the nurses and doctors giving me these little radiation red, white, and blue pin to wear on, on Memorial Day, or um, what you realize that perfect strangers on a plane helping you put your luggage up when you're really not supposed to put it up because the doctor said you can't and they don't know I'm a center because everyone was wearing masks on the airlines mm -hmm. at the time. And they just get up to help me. All those things just made me look at life in a different way. So that's why I thought it was really important to to write the book. Was there a political ally or a political uh, adversary of yours that came through for you in a way that surprised you? Was there somebody that gave you either practical advice or a, a shoulder to lean on, that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Senator Blunt, Roy Blunt, who just retired, mm -hmm. um, he uh, was incredible. He's a Republican senator from Missouri. And we'd worked together on a whole bunch of things, including changing the rules to get the baby on mm -hmm. the floor. And he was just such a good guy. He didn't know I had cancer. I didn't tell anyone. You tell one person in the Senate and it's, you, get, you know, someone tells someone. It's like that. high and, school. I mean, the secret keeping is like high school. You can't say anything. Yeah, yeah it, that's right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that in your business. Yeah, no, it's, okay. it's so. exactly like that in my business, only, only worse. <laughs> so... Remember, this is going on at the same time that we are in the middle of this. The insurrection happens on January 6th. I don't know I have cancer then, but we had to go through this whole thing together. It was the two of us at four in the morning with Vice President Pence that made that walk over the broken glass and by the spray painted pillars over something that was supposed to be just pomp and circumstance and had been 14 hours before. And we were the ones that took all the grief for two weeks where everyone said, put that inauguration inside. It should be in a bunker. It's not safe. And we said, no, we're going to reclaim that platform that they took over. And we're going to be out there in all our glory with a new president and with leaders of both parties, George Bush, Barack Obama. And that's what we did. And so he and I were just joined together on this in terms of this mission to stand up for democracy, despite having different political views and being from different political parties. Roy has just been my buddy in terms of getting bills done um, and has been really, really someone I trust. Talking about January 6th, a day that I stood in front of the television for hours and hours. I mean, I don't think I ever sat down. I never moved. And I, from an outside perspective, could not believe what I was witnessing. I kept thinking, well, any second now, the armed forces are going to roll in and stop this. Something is going to happen to stop this. You're inside the building. You are where this thing is going down. Were you terrified? At what point were you aware that you were in complete danger? Did you call your family? Take me through the chain of yeah. events for you. Melojo, my production company, is such a small business, so when we hire someone, it makes a huge impact. And Albert, I know you wear so many hats over there, you might not have the time or the resources to hire, but LinkedIn changes all of that. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. So, Albert, the next time we're hiring, if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. We got Roz, so we know it works. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash off-camera. That's linkedin.com slash off-camera to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You know, Jan, the weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. <laughs> if you've been waiting to update your wardrobe for a long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Build up a lineup of timeless pieces that keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. I've been telling you about Quince for a while now, and I plan to keep telling you until you get the message. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. I just took a few of their cover-ups on vacation, which were the perfect easy breezy looks to wear. And right now they have these tank dresses that are in the cart ready to check out. 
Go look on their website. These tank dresses are effortlessly chic. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash off camera for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash off camera to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash off camera. Jan. Isn't everyone looking for a sparkling clean bathroom without the hassle, a.k.a. the endless scrubbing? I know you're sick of scrubbing. (laughs) Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner is here to revolutionize your cleaning time. Just spray today, rinse tomorrow, and voila! You speak French! And you enjoy a sparkling clean shower and tub without any scrubbing. That's right, zero zilch, also German, scrubbing. And it works on shower, glass fixtures, tiles, and more. And if you don't believe me, check out the 33,000 five-star reviews and save time for the things you love. Join the ranks of satisfied users who enjoy more me time and less clean time with Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner. Available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware. It's the perfect choice for anyone wanting to simplify their cleaning routine. Don't miss out on the chance to transform your bathroom cleaning with just one application a week. Pick up a bottle of Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner today and join the thousands who've already made the switch to an effortless clean. Talking about January 6th, take me through the chain of events for you. So Roy and I were really in charge of making sure the job got done and the ballots got counted. Mm. And so I was really focused on who was speaking when, all these things that may seem silly. But all of a sudden they they say, that's it. Pence is removed from the chair. And then we are taken to another location. I still remember a senator said to me on the floor, because I yelled out, stay away from the doors, because the cops told me to tell everyone to stay away from the doors. And I have good relations with them. So they came up, they said, yeah. And I said, stay away from the doors. And the center came up to me and said, Amy, stop scaring people. <laughs> so then we then we go, we go to the undisclosed location. Now we're all in there. And Roy and I have two jobs because the leaders, Chuck and Mitch and Thune and Dick Durbin, mm-hmm. they're in another room. And that's the one you might have seen in the January 6th. Mm-hmm. Everyone else of the Senate is together, including Cruz and Holly. And we're all in one room along with the pages and everyone else. So our jobs were to get them to stay there because there weren't enough cops to guard the room, Mm -hmm. honestly. And then we also had to figure out all these objections because it was going to take like two days, 24 hours to two days. And we knew we couldn't have that happen. We knew this insurrection was going to end that at some point, as you point out, The military was going to come in, which did happen eventually, um, despite some delay. And so we thought, what are we going to do next then? Well, we got to get this thing over with, right? So we got them to agree, mostly Roy did with Mitch, to agree to consolidating it into one state they'd object to next. Mm -hmm. First Arizona, they already had, and then um, one more state. So there was agreement on that. And so then the next thing was, well, how are we going to keep them there? And at one point... I kept getting up on this platform because the cops would come up to me. And at one point they go, someone has put a picture of themselves on Facebook in here and it shows what room it is. The cop had all cuts on his face. It shows what room it is and we only we don't have enough officers. I won't say how many they had because right. they're fighting the insurrection. Of and so I get up on the stage and do this like, it's not like a senator voice or a prosecutor voice. It's like a mom voice. Right. And I get up there and I'm like, you know who did this? And of course, I have no idea, but I kind of pretend I do. I go, take that picture down right now. I said, this is not a photo line. We're in the middle of an insurrection. The cops don't have enough cops. No one should be putting pictures on Facebook. Okay, so I I do that. I go, unless you want your face to be cut up like his right now. Then the other thing that happens is there's no, they're getting hungry. They've been in there now like six hours. And now by now the insurrections are out, but they're making sure there's not anthrax in the room. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Do you guys have keys to the Dirksen cafeteria? And, they, <laughs> and I go, okay, all right, okay. Could you you just go in there and steal a bunch of stuff? Yeah. And like we'll get the money later, but could you just go in there right now and put on those hospital carts? And I remember one thing I didn't put in the book. I go, okay, if you have to break the glass, do it, but don't let any of the glass get in the food. <laughs> <laughs> and 20 minutes later, they come back got all this salad sandwiches. And so then everyone starts eating. And one senator who's very well known, again, I will not, I'll protect them, mm-hmm. says, how did you get the selection? <laughs> so then finally we get the go. Chuck comes in. 
Mitch says, okay, we all join them back in the Senate. Uh, we just had one more objection. And so we, that goes until that four in the morning, then everyone leaves in the Senate, except for Roy and me and Vice President Pence and these three pairs of young women mm -hmm. who in the morning had led that celebration with these three mahogany boxes that had been always a tradition. It's the same boxes filled with the electoral ballots up to Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And they made that walk over that glass and we said democracy would prevail and it did. Thank God. So I just felt like as horrible as the whole thing was and we knew there'd be a bunch of trials and knew all that stuff and we'd have to change the law enforcement and our cops deserve better leaders and all that, yeah. democracy did prevail. I was stunned though at how perilous and I think it's a good lesson for people, it was a reminder that your democracy hangs on a thread at times. And that's why it's like sometimes people don't take seriously, like whatever your county votes are, your local politics, it all matters. It Every single vote counts right. in a big way. And, it, and we saw it all play out on January 6th. And I'm so grateful that you were there because mm -hmm. I think that it could have gone a different way if if there weren't the adults in the room. Yeah. I mean, there were people on both sides doing the right thing that day. And so that's kind of helps me to get through all this too, right? Mm -hmm. I see, yeah, there's a lot of ugliness, but I also see the good. I see when people kind of go out of their skin from either party uh, to do what's right. But what do you say, Senator, to when people are now like, having this revisionist history, even in the wake of so much media coverage, actual footage of an insurrection, when you hear people talk about tourist visits or just hapless patriots wandering the halls. Yeah, no, it's, there are clearly people who are just won't admit uh, what happened. And in fact, they then use it to their own advantage to try to undercut the argument. And I still believe that of the people I work with going into it and out of it, you know, there were only like something around the number of 10, 8, 10 mm -hmm. people that didn't vote for those, uh, the final electoral college count. Mm -hmm. um, and that meant something to me that day, actually. But the fact that there's still election deniers, I will say that the American people, though, when it came to like Secretary of State's races, mm -hmm in the midterms, yeah. they voted against those election deniers. They sure did. I mean, they understood how important our democracy is. So with the upcoming 2024 election, you're backing Biden, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. And what do you think about uh, the amount of attention his age gets? You know, I just, I look at it differently. I just look at it um, we are in a results-oriented business and results matter. And people have seen just firsthand what happens when you have chaos. Mm -hmm. And when Joe Biden came in, um, our democracy was in shambles. Uh, people were dying in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, we had high unemployment. There were huge problems uh, with the economy and supply chains. And of course, not everything's perfect. But we have created our businesses and our workers have with some smart government policies in place, millions and millions of jobs. Our unemployment rate is at one of its lowest. Um, the supply chain is, while not perfect, there have been um, great improvements. And so I just I look at all that and we know that we have huge challenges. But the fact that we have someone who is stable in charge, who mm -hmm. is someone who is a person of dignity and loves our country uh, in a really obvious way. Um, that's what I think matters to people. He gets right a lot now. done. Not he, how old yeah. someone is. Um, to me, what matters to them is, can you get things done? And do you have people's back? Is that a priority for you? Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you a question about Donald Trump and his documents. He was hoarding documents at Mar-a-Lago. We've all seen the photos. We've seen all of it. So I want to talk about the bathroom photo because a lot of people talk about how he's got the stacks of boxes stacked up next to the toilet in this bathroom. And people go, he's got this bathroom with this chandelier. All I can see is the days in Motor Lodge shower curtain that is behind. So here's what I'm saying. 
People yeah. are focused on the wrong aesthetics in this. All I see is that plastic shower curtain that was mm, from my. It, it is my from my son's <laughs> dorm room. That shower curtain. Okay. Okay. I want you to go back and look at that photo. Now, you okay, won't. Be, I will. You won't be I able to unsee it, Senator. I love this. This is like a war shot shot. So some people see the chandelier. You see the shower curtain. I see the boxes of documents and things. Are those our nuclear secrets? Yes. Are those, does that, as we've now learned, or those documents showing vulnerability of our country that could get people killed? That's kind of where I went no, no, with it. I but, saw yeah. the documents. I saw uh -huh. the documents, I I but they yeah. are directly in front okay. of the plastic shower curtain. <laughs> At the okay. luxury Mar-a-Lago resort with the chandelier, and people are talking about the chandelier. And I go, nobody's talking about the plastic shower curtain. Why is that? The thing that doesn't make sense is that he knew these documents were down there. He had them moved around. All of these allegations that are in the complaint are really quite, really horrendous because of what was in those documents. You know, Mark, Mark made this really astute observation because there was a time when I was so... Uh, convinced that there had to be some form of Russian meddling within our uh, electoral process. And Mark said, he said, there is, but it's not in the way you think. Like, I thought there were, like, maybe votes being manipulated by some hacking scheme or something. And he said, I don't think it's that. It's the fact that we now question the accuracy of our elections yeah. all the time. That's Very that's smart. what they've sown in our right. democracy. Well, so you're talking to someone that was um, very early on banned from Russia by Vladimir Putin. I was banned from Russia. You yeah, are, I'm banned. Can I just say you are second podcast guest to be banned, banned from Russia? How do I get on this list? Well, it might not be hard. Just by us having this conversation, maybe I'll be at it. I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they are aware of everything. So the point of what they did going way back to 2016, where they actually tried, it's now been shown, mm -hmm. right? The troll operation run by the head of the Wagner group that they tried to infiltrate many ways back in 2016. And they've done this in other countries, Estonia, mm -hmm. they've tried a lot of their bordering Baltic states. So they did try to hack into our voter registration systems in multiple states. We know that that's been proven. Number two, uh, we know that they um, actually used rubles to purchase ads against Hillary Clinton, but also, and this is what Mark is pointing out, just to sow unrest and disbelief. They would do it on both sides. Mm -hmm. They'd get people on the right mad, people on the left mad, people mad at each other. And those kinds of bots and stuff on the internet is still going on. Yes. Uh, that is for sure. And they do it, try to do it in Ukraine all the time. So they undermine, and I was always marveled that some of the states, Sweden, Finland, of course, was sharing a big border with Russia, Estonia and Lithuania and Latvia, Ukraine, they actually saw through this over time. Their voters were educated. They knew because they were actually running Russian candidates mm. in these countries for election, and they saw through it. But for us in America, when this started up in a big way in 2016, it was a shocker. There was an actual ad that was out there that was targeted to black neighborhoods, black precincts, mostly in the Midwest in 2016. And it said, you don't have to go stand in line to vote. Right. You can vote for Hillary by texting at three, four, eight, five, four, whatever it was. Of course, you can't vote that way. Right. But that made people think that's how they could vote. Right. So this whole it's yes, disinformation, but it's also a disruption. What they're doing is really sowing mistrust of Americans at each other. Right. So the right hates the left and the left hates the right. Put Donald Trump aside for a while. Right. Just put him aside. That would they would be doing, I believe, no matter what. That's what Mark said. Um, because yeah. that's a way mm -hmm. of undermining our democracy and also the the support we're giving to Ukraine. I get attacked all the time. They put out something against me with pictures of me and John McCain and Lindsey Graham when we went in 2016 and we were in a bunker and they put these pictures out and sometimes they circled one of McCain and said, he's already dead. Ugh. Um, and it was us and Marie Ivanovich, who was the ambassador at the time, mm -hmm. um, and the former president of Ukraine. And McCain wanted to show that we were standing with 
the Ukrainians, because Russia had already, of course, invaded in a more limited way. And now we are where we are. But one of the more extraordinary things in the world is uh, President Zelensky standing up and saying the simple words of the first day of the invasion that night on the street corner when everyone had counted him out, everyone in the world, every pundit and military expert. And he went down there and he said three words, we are here. Mm -hmm. And it just shows, again, it sort of woke up democracies from their slumber. And now we have these allies in a way that we had allies in name only, and now it's more of a real thing. And I think that's very important when we look at the forces we're fighting against. I know what I'm buying my mom, friends, for Mother's Day. Fiori joggers. Jana's obsessed. My stylist, Audrey, is obsessed. So I know they're a sure hit. And if any one of my family or friends are listening to this podcast, hint, hint, these would be a great gift for me. They're designed with their dream knit stretch fabric, which I love because they're so ridiculously comfortable, but yet look so good. By the way, they're not just for women. I'm ordering them right now for Mark because Father's Day is right around the corner. No matter how you stay active, running, swimming, yoga, or just running weekend errands, Viore is for you. Viore is offering Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripper listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at fiori.com slash off camera. That's V. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash off camera. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viori.com slash off camera and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Albert, I know you're too busy to be frizzy. So grab Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I'm loving it because it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching my bone dry hair with intense hydration. And during the summer, that's something we could all use. You'll also be way obsessed with Way's bestsellers like I am. My new favorite is their scalp and body scrub. It's a blend of sugar and coconut oil that cleanses, exfoliates, and moisturizes all at once on your scalp and your skin. I'm also really into their Wave Spray for this summer. It's a weightless, salt-free mist that gives you that just out of the ocean and my hair dried perfectly look. You know, like that look that is so unattainable. It doesn't make my hair crunchy at all, and it's super easy to use. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and enter promo code off camera for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I dot com, promo code off camera. How do you turn it off? Like, I'm thinking about the amount of work that you have to to cover day to day and the amount of thinking you have to do. Do you ever sit and watch reality TV? Yeah. In fact, well, not maybe reality TV because I live in too much reality. Yeah. Okay. I watch, of course I loved West Wing and I loved, uh, um, yeah, I love Madam Secretary. Okay. I like it's those. Great. And Borgen, which is a very interesting story about the Danish uh, woman in D- Danish politics. Uh-huh. Then I watched all of Yellowstone. Yeah. And then I watched, one of my funny things I did is I watched Perry Mason. And then I really like Matthew Reese. You know how that is. And then yeah. I start going down a rabbit hole. Of and I watch every episode of The Americans. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen Carrie Russell's new show, The Diplomat? Yes, I watched that. Isn't it yes. extraordinary? It really is, yeah. So I like those kind of political thriller shows. I wonder why. Yeah, no, maybe I know. it's more thrilling than the real politics. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing I do. Then the other is my husband. I like to hike and I like to bicycle. Mm-hmm. I've tried, especially, you know, the last few years, I really have tried to do those. Yeah. Mark and I hike a lot and um, we really enjoy it. But every time we hike, I always find the snake on the trail where there's not supposed to be a snake, you know? <laughs> Do you, do you ever find the snake on the trail? Uh, yeah, well, when you're in northern Minnesota, there are very interesting things like bears. Oh, yeah. 
we we decided what we took some of our friends on too hard of a leg uh, recently of the superior hiking trail and we kind of almost lost them and so now i'm reassessing like <laughs> just because we we have a mission we don't have to bring everyone along on the mission to finish the trail um and that you know we we will like try to do some of the really swampy parts uh-huh. you know where there's so many mosquitoes that you would have to be covered in the bug netting yeah. That that's maybe not nice to do when you have visitors. Albert Albert like- just decided he's not going on a hike with you. <laughs> no. He just decided. No. I can barely handle the bears in Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we sign off with you. Yes. Are you going to run for president again? I love my job in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I'm doing. So okay. there you go. Okay. It's, a, it's a, Actually, I can get a lot done there. That's very good. I'm going to take that as a yes for in the future. (laughs) Keep us posted. If you decide to announce, I hope this is your first podcast of choice. (laughs) I remember that. Um, Thank you for joining us. And don't forget to pick up Senator Amy Klobuchar's new book, The Joy of Politics, as I like to call it, the ironically named The Joy of Politics. (laughs) Everywhere books are sold, you've been delightful. And um, you know what? Sometimes meeting your heroes is a good thing. This is one of those uh, examples. Thanks. Thanks thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. 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 She was great. She was great. And you, I'm proud of you. You were great. I did okay. You were great. I I lost all of my words. Barbara Walters would be proud. I wrote down, there's one thing you forgot to say to her in your Hannibal voice. (laughs) Oh, and Senator, just one more thing. Love your suit. We got some Ask Kelly questions. We've got Ask Kelly questions? Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's time for Ask Kelly. Okay, so from Noel, I would love to know if you have plans for another book. I know you joke about the hell you went through writing it, but I have to tell you that the book was excellent and it helped me so much from being a woman in a male-dominated industry to getting ready to say goodbye to my son who's enlisting in the Army. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, Noel. Now you feel like you have to. <laughs> Noel, Noel. Oh, your son enlisting in the army. My gosh. Boy, are you going to be on my prayer list for the whole weekend? Um, Well, listen, I think anytime a young American makes a choice to join our armed services, it's like we owe them the biggest debt of gratitude. So kudos to you. You raised an exceptional and selfless individual. Um, In terms of writing another book, you know, I'm asked to do it a lot mainly by my publishers and my editor. Um, I've been thinking about it. It's very, I've got to tell you, it is a very labor-intensive process. I don't work with a ghostwriter. I do it all myself. And so the entire time I am constantly questioning why didn't I pay attention in high school English? You know, the whole time I'm sitting there going, there's probably a way to know how to construct the sentence in a better way. <laughs> but, but I love that's in your voice. Like I, that's like the best part of it. Yeah. You, re- you think so? Yeah, I that's what makes it great. I don't find myself that interesting. I would love to write a book about other people. And I like doing an interpretive read and sending it to you. You're my favorite part. Like I, I'm like, why didn't Albert record the no. audio book? So like the senator, we'll assume that's a yes, maybe in the future. It's a soft maybe. <laughs> it's a soft maybe, but usually I lean towards the no because I so enjoy not writing a book. Okay, Okay, from next? Kathleen Allegra. Okay. My kids are 28 and 22 and I am 55. I just finished my 32nd year of teaching. Uh-huh. I exercise every day and I feel like menopause is getting the best of me. Mm. How do you stay in such great shape? Do you watch everything you eat? Any tips? Oh, you know, gosh. Kathleen, first of all, I like I have a question for you and you can't answer it, but maybe you can write back and answer it. So my question is, are you seeing a hormone specialist? Because I think the key to surviving menopause, and not that I'm surviving it, but I'm fighting it. I'm fighting the good fight is to have your hormones tested to see what level of testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone you have in your system. Probably if you're struggling, it's like dramatically low levels. Um, And these are like three things that you need to balance, whether it's through bioidentical hormones or um, HRT, hormone replacement therapy. You should definitely 
get on a protocol of some kind, but you really need to have your hormones tested. Like doctors, oddly, even gynecologists don't do that automatically for you. They just sort of, you know, let you figure it out on your own, or at least that's been my experience. So that's my advice to you in terms of watching everything I eat. I didn't used to. Like I used to be able to pretty much, as long as I exercise, because I exercise every day, And I don't mean like hardcore, I'm not doing TRX or anything, but there are days where, you know, even if it's a run, I'll go for a run. I try to dance at least five days a week, um, which I enjoy very much. I do it more for my mind than for my body, but it does help my body. Um, But I will say that now that I'm older, I have to watch how much sugar I intake. I don't eat bread the way I used to. I don't eat pasta the way I used to. Basically, if it's a food I love, I sort of cut it out of my diet. (laughs) So now I eat things that I thoroughly mostly don't enjoy. But, you know, it is what it is. So uh, that's my my advice to you is basically don't eat anything you enjoy. <laughs> Deprive yourself. We were of texting everything. about it this weekend. The runs feel slower. The runs feel, feel slower. slower. We like run just feels slower. Slower. Yeah, it's like I went for a three Thank mile God. run and I was like, oh, with times like this, I could walk a marathon. <laughs> you know, it's like just really everything slows down and. Um, Gosh, I wish I could give you better advice, but I my my core two takeaways are get your hormones tested for sure, and definitely um, you cut out all foods you enjoy. <laughs> um, okay, that's it. That's yes. all we have time for. Yes. Oh, that's a shame. Okay, don't forget to tell your friends about us. Listen to us. Follow us. Uh, check out every episode of Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa. They are all gems, every single one. If you're feeling generous, review us. And remember, five stars are mandatory. <laughs> is our five stars is mandatory? Hey, listen, pick up my book. Let's talk. Off, uh, let's pick up my book. Wait, <laughs> let's talk off the camera. That's a, that's the title for my second book. Pick up my book, uh, Livewire: Long-Winded Short Stories. If you want to figure out when to use is versus are, because I really clarify it in the book. I'm just kidding. I don't clarify it at all. Anyway, thanks for listening. Can't wait to talk off camera next week. Bye, everybody. Woo-hoo! Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa is a co-production of Melojo Productions and PRX Productions with help from Goat Rodeo. Our theme song is Follow Me from APM Music. From Melojo, our team is Kelly Ripa, Mark Consuelos, Albert Bianchini, Jan Chalet, Devin Schneider, Michael Halpern, Jacob Small, Roz Therian, Seth Gronquist, and Julia Desch. From PRX Productions, our team is... Kara Schillen, Genevieve Sponsler, Megan Nidolsky, Edwin Ochoa. Additional sound design by Terrence Bernardo. The executive producer of PRX Productions is Jocelyn Gonzalez. This show is powered by Stitcher. From PRX. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.